Hey, you're listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast, where you'll learn ways to manage your finances in your personal or business life to set you on the path to debt-free and on to financial freedom. I'm Megan, your debt-free finance coach, former high school math teacher, now a debt-free entrepreneur. In 2021, I paid off $53,000 worth of debt in 12 months so that I could walk away from the classroom. Whether you're on the path to debt-free or looking for ways to manage your finances better, you're in the right place. Walking the path to financial freedom doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Hey friends, welcome back. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving with your family and friends, and I hope that you are enjoying this holiday season. This episode, we're going to talk and reflect on 2023 and really prepare for 2024. That is one of my favorite things to do in business and in life, no matter if it's been a hard year or a really great and successful year. I love to reflect and look back and see how I can start fresh in January and make new goals for myself and see what I can accomplish. So this episode, grab a pen and paper. We're going to really dig deep into what you've accomplished this year in 2023 and how to plan ahead for the next. Make sure you download my free budget template or schedule a one-on-one call with me to kickstart your 2024 goals. I know it's crazy to think that we're already at the end of the year, but we're here folks and it's time to start planning ahead for January. And I want to just say that reflection can be really hard. I understand that. It truly though allows you to grow and learn from your wins and losses. So in this episode, let's dig into the nitty gritty of the year and let's see what goals we can make for ourselves for 2024. And we're going to chat business and personal goals, successes, failures, etc. So if you're listening and you're not a business owner, that's okay too. These topics and these same skills and tactics can apply to you as well. And if one of your 2024 goals is to start a business or to start a side hustle to help you with your financial goals, then hit me up. Let's chat and see how we can work together. The cool thing is I feel like, and my business owners that are listening will understand this. I feel like your business goals and your personal goals really coincide together because one affects the other, right? If you have a business, then your income is going to affect your personal life. Your business is sometimes like your baby, right? And so you have some of those same feelings (laughs) as you would your child. So let's get into it. If you are a dream board person, I want you to pull out that dream board and let's look at what you accomplished this year. My husband and I, me more than him, I do a dream board every single year, whether it was a rough year, whether it was a fantastic year, I do a dream board. We sit down and we write down all of the things that we want to accomplish next year. And it's nothing is too big. Nothing is too small. So if you have a dream of owning a rental property, put that on your dream board. You may not accomplish it this next year, 
but give it a few years. If that's something that you are continuing to write on your dream board, you're going to make it happen. Or if you want to go on a trip to Italy and that's been on your dream board for a few years now, keep putting it on your dream board because I promise if it's something that you're truly passionate about and something that you truly want, then you are going to figure out how to make it happen. Now, I can give a whole podcast episode on dream boards and things that you could have on your dream board and whatnot, but a few things I want you to think about is you can put physical things that you want or want to accomplish. You can put monetary wins that you want for this next year on your dream board, whether that be, I know a few years back, ours was to pay off all of our debt. So it was to pay $53,000 worth of debt in 12 months. Sometimes it's, um, I know I've put, you know, build our savings up to $15,000. So it can be monetary or it can be things like we wanted to go on four vacations a year. So that's something that I've put on my dream board before. Um, Owning a vacation home is something that I've put on my dream board. And having a rental property for additional supplemental income is something that's been on my dream board. So it can be actual monetary wins. I want to gain or earn six figures in my business, or it can be physical things that you want to achieve and physical, tangible items that you want to have this next year. So if you're not a dream board person, I encourage you to make one of those for this next year. You can keep it in your office, print it out, have the pictures and everything as that visual reminder of what it is that you want to do in 2023. And for me personally, I, you know, sometimes I have printed it out and kept it in my office on the wall. Now that I'm a mom and life is crazy, I haven't done that this year, but I did print it out. And so it's going to be kind of different for my husband and I, when we pull out ours together and look at them because it hasn't been plastered on the wall all year where I've been able to look at it. Um, so it'll be cool to be able to see, you know, what things I put on my dream board that I don't necessarily remember or didn't think I had said was on there and to kind of reflect and see what things I accomplished or what things I didn't accomplish. I think sometimes when people have this idea of a dream board. They're afraid that they have to accomplish everything on the dream board. And if they don't, they're a failure. And that's just simply not true. And my view on failure is if you're not failing, you're not trying. And I, you could say I have quote unquote failed so many times this year, but the fact that I kept trying and got back up after I failed or got knocked down is a true testament of my work ethic and what I'm working for. And so I encourage you that same way. If you are failing, that's a good thing. It means you're trying new things. It means you're getting out there. It doesn't mean that you are physically failing. If you quit, I consider that more failing than if you are actually putting yourself out there and trying and continuing to go for your goals, but come up short. The next thing I want you to look at, and this is for business owners specifically, but I want you to look at your revenue for the year and revenue and profit are different. Revenue is how much money your business earned. Profit is if you are a one woman or one man show, profit is going to be what you physically earned, what you are able to take home and count as income if you want to claim all of that as income. 
Now, this is going to actually take you some time, and I've done this this year, and it's not something that you can do mentally in your head because there's just way too many numbers involved. But sit down and look over your revenue and compare it to 2022. So this is my second year in business, I think. And so what I did was I pulled up my tax numbers that I sent to my lady last year and wrote all that down and pulled up my numbers for this year and what I was projected to have revenue wise uh, at the end of this year. And I looked at the growth. I looked at how much profit I gained or earned Um, This year compared to last year, I looked at all of those numbers. And if that's something that overwhelms you, that's okay. Find a mentor, call me, hire a friend, whatever it is to walk you through that and look over that with you so you're not having to do it by yourself. I understand that numbers are sometimes incredibly overwhelming, especially to business owners when you're having to deal with your business numbers and then your personal numbers with your own budget and your own finances, like it can be a lot and it can be overwhelming. And so having that other set of eyes to go over it with can be incredibly helpful. So if that's something that you need, reach out and I would love to sit down with you. So compare the numbers from the previous year and then look at how you, how you did, how much revenue did you grow And if you need to, if you, or if you want to look at it percentage wise, which is what I usually do, um, then compare the two and see, did you grow 50%? Did you grow a hundred percent? Did you grow 5%? Whatever it may be, look at those numbers. And that can be so incredibly eye opening and powerful for you as a business, because sometimes we can get it stuck in our head that I want to make six figures. Okay. Let's backtrack that before we make such a blank and bold statement as I want to make six figures. Let's backtrack and see what does it actually take and look like to make six figures? Are you talking about you want to make six figures before taxes and expenses? Do you want to make six figures profit? Do you want to make six figures revenue, right? Let's actually look back and work backwards and see how you're going to get to that six figures. But then I want you to think and keep at the back of your mind, what did you do last year? If last year you only made $10,000 and this year your goal is to make six figures, I'm not saying you can't do that, but I want you to also be realistic with yourself of even if you made $10,000 last year in revenue and profit, whatever, and this year you made $20,000 revenue, profit, whatever you want to look at, that's still a 100% increase in growth from year one to year two, which is absolutely incredible and something that you should be proud of. And it's hard because as business owners, most of us have worked a traditional nine to five where we made $50,000, $60,000, whatever you made at your tradi- traditional nine to five. And then you come into the business world and you and I am speaking from experience here, you expect it mentally to be the exact same when you make that $50,000, $60,000. And it's just not. After all of the numbers get crunched and all of the calculations go down, the same fifty grand that you make in your nine to five W-2 job is not the same fifty grand that you are going to make in a 1099 job. So keeping all of that in perspective and keeping that on your mind, 
look at the goals that you have for 2024 based off of your 2023 numbers and make sure they are realistic. So if you grew 10% from 2022 to 2023, then maybe for 2024, you try to increase your revenue by 15%. But if you're constantly giving yourself goals that seem can be so, or that can be and seem so unrealistic, then you're going to feel like you're failing when I promise if you're continuing to try, you are not failing. Now, this can go for both business owners and non-business owners. I want you to look at how much money you're bringing and taking home. If you don't have a business, then you don't have much control in this department. I mean, you can advocate for yourself in getting a raise. You can adjust your income tax withholdings and that can affect your paycheck, right? But if you are not a business owner, then you can only do so much. If you are a business owner, this is the perk of being your own boss and being in control of your time and your money. If you're wanting to start a business for extra cash, then give me a call because I do understand that when you work a traditional nine to five, there is only so much you can do. There are only so many promotions that come around. There are only so many ways that you can advocate for yourself to get a higher pay raise. So if you're wanting something and have extra time on the side, then I would love to share freelancing with you and share how you can make an extra five to a thousand dollars a month by working less than 10 hours a month. So are you making the income that you need to be? If you look back at this year and look at your income, are you making enough? If you're not, what can you do to make more? Do you need a new job? Do you need to have a side hustle? Do you need to cut back on your business expenses because you're spending incredibly way too much money. So you're not able to take home what you need and what you want. Look at those type of things to see how you can increase your income for 2024. If that's a goal of yours, maybe you made more than enough this year. And so you want to make that exact same amount. Then what things did you do this year that got you to that point? And what do you need to continue on in this next year so that you hit that revenue and that profit goal as well? Now, what I'm going to ask you to do next can be kind of hard, but it can be hard for many ways. One, you spend so much throughout the entire year. And especially if you're spending on credit cards, it's easy to swipe, swipe, swipe. And At the end of the month, you've just dropped a grand on shopping and you didn't even know that it got to that point. But I want you to look back and evaluate your spending for the year of 2023. So go back to your credit card statements and you can just scroll through your transactions. And if you're starting to see a certain place that you go to or a certain shopping expense, write it down and I want you to start tallying. Every time you see Amazon is a great example. I want you to tally Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. And I'm speaking from experience here because we have an Amazon problem. And I wouldn't necessarily call it a problem, but we have a lot of our subscriptions, a lot of our, you know, necessities that we need month to month on Amazon. And sometimes it can be like, okay, 
wow, Amazon's taking over. But then when I actually look at it, it's like, okay, well, we need our supplements. We need our vitamins. We need X, Y, and Z, right? So Amazon's kind of a bad example, but if yours is Target, okay, we don't shop at Target personally. um, So I don't have that Target problem. Starbucks, that's a good one. I want you to write Starbucks down and every single time that you see a Starbucks charge, tally, tally, tally. And if you really want to get down into the nitty gritty and have a heart attack, then I want you to write down the Starbucks totals and then add them all up and see what you spend on Starbucks for one month. And you can just do one month and times it by 12 and that will give you about an average um, or a rough estimate of what you spend on Starbucks for the year. Now, that's not necessary to do, but it's something that can make you more conscious of your spending and really draw out those spending categories that you are overspending in um, and where you're wasting your money potentially to where that money could be going towards your debt. If you have Starbucks worked into your budget, if you are debt-free and you can afford it, or if you're not debt-free, but you and your family can still afford that, that is on you. I personally, I don't have a Starbucks problem. I don't drink coffee, so I don't, I don't like Starbucks really. I do think it's overpriced and I will die on that hill if anybody wants to come at me. (laughs) I think, um, I think to, you know, here recently they have, completely increase their prices for no apparent reason, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to get on to that tangent, but look at your expenses and start tallying or start evaluating what did you spend way too much money on in 2023? What kind of things did you not plan for that came up? Dog vet visits, oh, car maintenance. What else? your doctor visits. And I know sometimes you can't, or your, your kids' doctor's visits. I understand people get sick and you have to go to the doctor for those type of things. But what can you do at the beginning of the year? What can you do ahead of time to front load those expenses so that they offset slash so that you're prepared when the dog has to go to the vet? when the babies are sick and you have to take them to the doctor, when your car needs new tires, when the house has a repair problem, what things can you do in your budget to help you plan and prepare for those things? And the last thing I want to say on that topic is, did you have any monetary wins or struggles? Meaning, did did you have unexpected expenses that came up this year that you simply were not prepared for? If you did, what things can you do to prepare for them? And this is why I'm so passionate about having a emergency fund, why I'm passionate about having a savings account, even if it's a small thousand dollars, $5,000, whatever, having something like that to where you can dip into when the dog needs to go to the vet, when the baby is sick, when your car needs new tires, etc. Being able to dip into your savings account and your emergency fund for those expenses, as opposed to putting those expenses on credit cards that you're already racking up the debt on can be very significant when it comes to paying off debt and making progress towards that debt. The goal is to pay off our debt, but also keep us out of debt. And if you are not having that small, simple savings account to be able to pull from when these emergencies or when these life things happen, then 
you're going to continue to get yourself further and further into debt as opposed to planning ahead and preparing for those expenses. And to close this podcast episode, I want you to look ahead to 2024. What things do you want to be better about when it comes to finances? Did you spend too much? Are you not budgeting enough? Are you not saving enough? Did you take vacations that you actually didn't plan for? Did you spend too much in certain categories? How are you going to plan ahead for those sort of expenses? And this is why I'm going to do a podcast episode on sinking funds, which is a way to save for those certain spending categories. For example, how to save for a vacation, your car maintenance, the dog needing to go to the vet, your child is sick, whatever it may be, house repair, whatever, right? Sinking funds are a great way to have a savings account and to be able to plan ahead for those things so that if you're setting aside 30 bucks a month for car maintenance, when the car maintenance happens and you need to have the money to pay for it, you can pull from that sinking fund and use it. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode and do a deep dive on sinking funds, but that's the gist for you. And so I want you to really think about what you can do better for this next year and how you can adjust your spending and your savings. And if you're a business owner, your income to help you with your goals. If your goal is to get out of debt, what things do you need to be better about this year to be able to hit that goal? Now, a lot of people, when they come to me, um, they tell me that they want to go debt-free in 12 months. And I love this because that's part of my story if you've been here a while, but I also love it this time of year because January is right around the corner and I love a fresh start. I love the start of a new month. I love a new beginning, a new page. That's what I feel and associate January with. So January is the perfect time to get started on that goal. You can take all of your debt. I mean, to take all of your debt that you have in whatever it is that you want to go debt-free. Some people just want to go credit card debt-free. Some people want their credit cards, their student loans, their car payments, everything, everything. They want to go everything debt-free. Whatever your goal is, I want you to take all of that debt and add it up. Ignore the interest rates for now. Just add up all of your credit card debt, whatever it is that you want to pay off, and then divide it by 12. That is going to tell you how much you need to be paying towards your debt every single month starting in January to go debt-free by this time next year. If that number overwhelms you and that number seems, holy crap, way too big, then I want you to pause, delete that number. That's not going to be a good realistic goal for you. But if you look at that number and you're like, oh, wow, I can do that, then I want you to do it because you can and I know that you will. And if you do that number and you're like, okay, I don't have that much money extra lying around each month. If you're a business owner, it will tell you how much additional money you need to make each month next year. But if you're not a business owner, it will tell you that you probably need to start a business to be able to have that supplemental income to be able to go debt free. (laughs) And I had to end it on that note because I truly believe and truly think the secret sauce to 
going debt-free while you have a nine-to-five income, if you don't make enough in your nine-to-five income, is to have a side job that can help you supplement your cost so that you can pay off your debt. And I I believe that because that's part of my story on how I went debt-free, but I just think it is so freaking powerful and having a business can open so many doors for you financially that you may not even know and understand right now in this moment. Now, that was a lot. So if this episode was a lot, I want you to take a journal and a pen and I want you to just journal your 2023 and journal what you're going to do in 2024. And if you're ready to tackle 2024 and plan ahead, I've got three spots open for one-on-one 60-minute strategy calls with me where we can reflect on 2023 and roadmap our way to debt-free or roadmap our way to our financial goals in 2024. And then I only have one spot left for one-on-one coaching with me starting in December or January. I will be fully booked once that last spot is taken and I will not be able to accept new clients until probably February. So reach out if you are somebody that wants to work closely in a one-on-one setting. I would love to help you. And to put this in perspective, I've had a client that's been working with me for two months now, two months, and she's paid off over $2,000 which is about 12% of her debt. So in two months, we have tackled so much together. Imagine where we will be in two more months. Um, And most of my clients sign three-month contracts with me to work one-on-one. And so I want you to really think if this is something that you have been thinking about, I want you to see what kind of results you think you can get by yourself and then see if you can, if you would benefit by getting those results together. I am so happy that you're here. I'm so thankful that you listen to me every single, I guess, every other week. Um, I hope you have a great holiday season and I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Debt-Free CEO Podcast. Make sure you leave us a review and check us out on meganmendez.com. Connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at meganmendez underscore underscore. In the meantime, happy budgeting. See you next time.